right. Hello, everyone. Yeah, good morning to you all. I love Linden, just to let you guys know, I've lived in uh, Three Hills area for half of my life, so I'm very familiar with Linden. And I love this community. It's very friendly, very community-minded, and very welcoming. So thank you for allowing us to be here today. My name is Mark and I'm a graduate of Teen Challenge program and now work at the center as a phase five. This is a one-year contract with Teen Challenge, currently working as a community support worker and outreach leader. I serve at the Alberta Men's Center in Pritis, Alberta. At Teen Challenge Canada, we understand as Christians there is a world around us to make a difference in. Jesus came to seek the lost and bind the brokenhearted. He calls us to do the same, and we know there is a great need for our ministry, and we are called to serve. It is our desire to help as many as possible to find the freedom in sobriety and ultimately the freedom in Christ. Today we want to talk about addiction, the need for addiction recovery, locally and across the country. We will hear stories from individuals who made the brave choice to face their past and do the work of recovery. We know it is vitally important that we are available to all who need help. So how does substance abuse and addiction affecting Canadians? 1,510 Albertans died of drug, of drug poisoning in 2022 up 82% from 626 in 2019. In Saskatchewan, there has been 47% more drug toxicity deaths in the first seven months of 2023 than all of 2019. The collective cost of alcohol on the Canadian healthcare system is 6.27 billion annually. For the last reported year, there were 237 alcohol-related hospitalizations across Canada every day. Anxiety, stress, and fear are all become the foundation for unhealthy coping and numbing pain through drugs and alcohol. Addiction does not discriminate. It affects men, women, and children at any age and from all walks of life. You go to the next. Yeah, other way. There you go. So our mission with Teen Challenge is here to serve those who are struggling with addiction. Teen Challenge Canada offers a 12-month faith-based in-resident drug and alcohol recovery program for men and women 18 years of age and older. We offer help and hope for those that are ready to make the commitment to a new and sober life. Our mission is to help men and women overcome addiction and lead full and productive lives. Our graduates make a difference in community. In their family and jobs, often becoming beacons of hope for those who are struggling. This program works. Next one, yeah. So there's a quote from Rita. 
Rita was a graduate of Teen Challenge and she said, I, I was broken and devastated. I knew I had to hit rock bottom. I had to make a change or I'd lose everything. When men and women enter our program, they stabilize as they detoxify their minds, bodies, and spirits. There is an addictions counselor that helped the client work through their thoughts, emotions, behaviors, and trauma. This counselor will help with an individual treatment plan to help the student succeed. The, student, the students will learn about themselves and the word of God. They learn healthy routines and practical life, life skills to help transfer to a successful sober living. The program also provides aftercare resources and the option to stay on as a phase four or phase five additional time at the center, which is a six to 24 month extension from your 12 month program. That's kind of what I'm doing. So I did one year as a student and then I did 10 months as a phase four and I'm currently a phase five, which is a staff of Teen Challenge. So what, what makes Teen Challenge different than other treatment centers? At Teen Challenge, it's a 12 month program that focuses on getting to the root cause of the person's reasons for using substances. We are, we are Christian. We believe that one cannot have a full and productive life without a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Having highly trained staff on site, which offer compassion, support, growth. Many staff are former graduates of the program. There are nine centers across five provinces in Canada, two of which are women's centers, one in Saskatchewan and one in Ontario. Next. So because of Teen Challenge, my relationships with, with friends and family are being restored. There was a place for me to grow to go to be healed and transformed. I have been given a hope and a second chance. Jeremiah 29, 11 talks about, uh, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. So that's what this program really does. It gives us a second chance. Uh, a lot of us have to hit rock bottom before we realize we have a problem. And, uh, so at this time here, I'm um, going to invite Joshua up here. Joshua comes from Ontario. He uh, completed the program, and he worked with Teen Challenge. So he's very experienced. He is uh, a beacon at our, like in our community. He's a, a leader. Um, seeing that he's been through the program, he can talk to the students one-on-one. -on -one. So he has that leadership ability. So please welcome Joshua.
That's all right. Um, yeah, so I'm 25 years old. I was born in uh, kind of the northern part of Ontario uh, in a city called North Bay. I grew up with mother and father and a younger sister. Uh, at the age of four, we moved uh, an hour south uh, to a city called Sudbury, and that's where I was pretty much uh, raised my, my whole life. Uh, as a kid, uh, my mom also had her struggles with addiction. Uh, she was in and out of my life a lot as a kid. Uh, you know, she wasn't around much. Uh, so, you know, I felt kind of abandoned and, and neglected by her. Um, so growing up, you know, we've had a pretty rocky uh, relationship, but uh, it's on the men now. It's getting better. And I thank the Lord and give him, him the, the praise for that. My um, relationship with my dad also, you know, wasn't really the greatest. Uh, my mom had put him through a lot. Uh, which made him to become, you know, pretty angry. Uh-oh. <laughs> pretty angry and uh, bitter. And, uh, you know, he just wasn't, you know, you know, as compassionate or, you know, that uh, that father figure that uh, a little boy needed. So growing up, you know, I felt alone. Uh, you know, I felt like I, you know, I never fit in. I didn't feel safe at home. So, you know, I turned to whatever my friends were doing at school and, and stuff like that. Uh, I grew up playing sports a lot. My identity was kind of found in that. Uh, I grew up playing soccer and I was really good. So that's uh, that's kind of what uh, I was known for, I guess, as a kid. The kid who was uh, good in soccer. And uh, I was first introduced to Christ, the gospel, at the age of 12. Uh, my mom had attended treatment. She called my father one day and said that uh, she wanted to see uh, my sister and I. So uh, we went to Ottawa. And uh, she was there with her dad after treatment, and uh, we got to see her. And, uh, you know, I noticed a difference in her. She was, she was a completely different person. Uh, she kept talking about Jesus, uh, which was pretty cool. And, uh, you know, I just I knew something was different. I knew that God was real because, uh, yeah, like I said, this, my mom was a totally different person. I barely recognized her, barely even knew her. Uh, you know, I just knew that she was my mother. That's about it. And she loved Jesus. Uh, so, you know, I... As I was in Ottawa, I gave my heart to Christ as a, as a young kid, uh, did the sinner's prayer. Um, and yeah, I guess that's kind of where my faith journey began. But uh, getting into high school, I was kind of, uh, you know, I still had those feelings of brokenness and, you know, like I didn't belong. Uh, so drugs and alcohol and, and stuff like that became uh, a way of life for me during, during high school. Uh, after high school, I was kind of, you know, not sure of what I wanted to do. Uh, my last couple years of high school, I kind of, you know, didn't really care much about grades or, or anything. Uh, I wasn't planning for my future. I was just kind of living, you know, in the moment. Um, you know, a lot of people say that you, you only live once, so, you know, just live how you feel like you want to live. And that's kind of what I did, and, and drugs and, and stuff became my my passion, really. It's, it's kind of all I really wanted to do. Um, yeah, so after high school... I, um, you know, I was working dead-end jobs just to support my habits, and, uh, you know, it got to the point where, you know, I was homeless and, you know, couch surfing and, and living in uh, some pretty rough areas. My mom told me about Teen Challenge one day, and uh, it took me some time to finally say, you know, I got to go, and uh, eventually I did. And, uh, yeah, so I, I graduated the, the program uh, a few years ago. And, uh, you know, it really did a lot of good. Uh, Christ definitely has worked through me, uh, through that program. Uh, you know, he's given me hope and, 
uh, you know, peace and purpose and, and joy and stuff like that. Uh, this program really works. It, uh, you know, it, there's a lot of things about the program that help us uh, for, for when we leave. Like, you know, it's very disciplined, it's structured. Uh, it's a big community, which is uh, really important in recovery. They say the opposite of addiction is community because, you know, when you're in community, uh, it's hard to fall because you got so many people around you and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was uh, eventually became an employee in the head office. And, uh, you know, I just kind of, I, got, I guess I got bored and, you know, I started to compromise a little bit. And once you do that, um, you know, you give yourself permission to just do more and more. So eventually I was just back into addiction. I couldn't get myself out. And uh, so, yeah, I came here uh, a month ago. I've been here about a month now. And, uh, you know, it's been great. I'm just so blessed that uh, I've been given another chance. Uh, and all glory to God because, you know, I'm starting to realize, like, learn about his love, his love especially, that um, no matter what I've done and, you know, no matter what I've said and how many times I've denied him or just pushed him to the side, uh, he's still there for me. And, you know, for that reason, you know, I want to, you know, serve him and, and, you know, give my life to him. So, yeah, after, I'm not too sure after these six months, but uh, uh, my plan is to go back to Ontario, but if something opens up here or God leads me in this another direction, then, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Joshua. So at this time, we're going to have Chris come up. Chris uh, is, you know, he he steps up whenever there's uh, someone sick in community and can't do their chores or whatever. He's always the first one um, to step up in community. So uh, he's a real leader. So please welcome Chris. Yeah, thanks for having us here. It's an honor to be able to come and share. I'm just going to move this. There's a tablet on it, so. Awesome. Yeah, so I'm in my 11th month of the program. Um, so I'm getting near the end here, which is pretty exciting. Uh, my name's Chris, as he said. I'm 27 years old. I'm going to share a bit of my story here with you today. Um, so I grew up in Calgary in a loving Christian home with two brothers and amazing parents. Uh, I was always active outside or playing sports right through school and a very energetic person. Sports were a big part of my childhood, and I spent lots of time practicing basketball uh, or out with friends. Since I always had tons of energy, though, I got into trouble quite a bit from my teachers, especially in junior high. I have a few suspensions for the mischief me and my friends would cause. Uh, I remember growing up knowing that I, uh, that I had a really hard time focusing, but I refused to take any medication because I never wanted to alter my reality. Uh, things really started to change for me in the summer of grade 11 when my family moved to Winnipeg for my dad's work. I was excited of the change, but of course was just sad to leave my friends behind. When I got there, I wasn't expecting the change to be as hard as it was. I had a lot of trouble finding friends in school and fitting in, so I spent most of my time in the basketball courts and listening to music. I felt really lonely, which was a new emotion for me to experience. 
Um, but I also had a huge drive to, to make the basketball team since it was my last year in high school. And one of the coaches the year before had said that I didn't make the cut because I was too small. I felt like I always had something to prove there. Um, yeah, sports were a big part of my identity as well. Uh, I was also attending a great church, though, with friends at youth group to see outside of school, which I often look forward to. I did dabble a little bit in drinking uh, at the end of high school, but it was only to, to fit in there at that point. I grew a lot after high school attending a leadership training program and got to be a part of many changed lives at a summer camp out in Lake Winnipeg. God was showing me how much power and love he has. Unfortunately, I had started to live a double life slowly. I was one person on fire for God at, at camp and then was a party animal when I saw my friends in the city. But we know from God word, God's word that you can't serve two masters. Uh, Matthew 6, 24, um, this just plainly says you cannot serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in money. I grew a lot after, yeah, so over time the bad decisions I got, I was making got easier, and I was seeking worldly pleasures more than my relationship with Jesus. Um, in 2016, I crashed my car drunk driving, and through uh, the God's grace, I didn't hurt any of my friends in the vehicle. No one saw it happen, and I continued on to the same path. I started doing cocaine occasionally and continued to push boundaries and serve myself until finally I got caught speeding and arrested for DUI in 2018 before I hurt anyone seriously. I remember sitting in the vehicle, in the police vehicle, and the, the police officers questioned me where I worked, and they knew the Christian summer camp that I worked at, and they just looked at me in disgust. I remember the, the shame that I felt at that moment. After this incident, I decided it would be best to move back in with my family in Calgary and get my life sorted out. Unfortunately, I tried to make the change in my own will and kept falling. I changed to please the people around me again and surrounded myself in a life of self-indulgent and drifted away from my family. I had a broken engagement in 2021 to a woman I met shortly after moving back to Calgary, and after that I delved into drug and alcohol use. I was working in the restaurant industry and there was always something going on or people to party with. I was staying up two to three days at a time consistently, and I had started to sell, which made it easier for me to use on a regular basis. The things I was doing was changing me, and I was turning to a person I didn't recognize anymore. In the summer of 2022, I was in such a low, I remember being messed up and feeling the need to call my father. It ended up being a call from help from deep inside, and I broke down on the phone with him. I regret so much putting my family through seeing me like that and know how selfish it was of me. I didn't know what to do. I was missing everything that mattered to me, but I couldn't get out from my addiction. I was taking cocaine almost daily, just chasing that synthetic happiness. I remember being asked by a close friend, I was worrying about me why I didn't just go to sleep, and I had this fear of death that I couldn't explain. Looking back, I think it was the only way that God could convict my corrupted heart. I replied that I was afraid I wouldn't wake up, so I'd get messed up, and then it would help me fall asleep. But I was really afraid that I was gonna die in my sleep and go to hell, but I couldn't stop. I had very little conviction at this point, but I remember that thought feeling really real and scary. I was pushing my body to its limits, and I gave Satan a huge hold on my life for a very long time. Violent thoughts were constant, and I didn't care about anyone but myself. Things continued to get worse until I felt like I couldn't even function anymore. I was making excuses constantly to get out of the new shifts I was getting at a new serving job I took um, to make it seem like I, I was working to my family and friends. Um, but I was really just living a lifestyle of causing pain constantly to myself and to others. Before Christmas, I had enough. My roommate had vocalized the way that I was affecting him, and he couldn't handle it and told me I really needed help. And that gave me the push that I needed. 
My dad had mentioned, mentioned Teen Challenge to me, but I was in the delusion that everything was fine when it wasn't. My mind and body couldn't take much more. I think that a lot of people that are in addiction just have this thought process that everything's okay when it's not. I made this teen challenge filled with shame on January 9th, 2023. Now being sober, I can see how much of a mess I was and how many people I hurt along the way. It's been a slow process healing my body and mind. God reached out for me again and brought me back to him on May 9th, 2023, during a course that we did called Father Heart of God. He revealed himself in a new way to me, showing me that the messed up things that I've done are not who I am. And I've heard people say that before, but never really understood it until then. I was wrapping in my actions with my identity. God showed me I have a gentle heart beneath all the barriers that I had set up and believed about myself. And he sees me for who I really am and loves me no matter what. One thing that I had to learn is to slow down and realize that my life isn't meant to be going 100 miles an hour all the time. I need to be able to be okay with resting in myself in the quiet times, which I've not really ever done. I'm learning to rest in God's grace and Jesus' finished work on the cross, and that brings me peace. I'm so thankful for this opportunity at Teen Challenge to get a clean slate and start over. And I'm so thankful to each and every one of you for your prayers and support. Because of you, I'm able to find freedom, so thank you from the bottom of my heart. In Ezekiel 36, 24 to 27, God says to the Israelites, I will take you from the nations and I will gather you from all the countries and I will bring you into your own land. And I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean from all your uncleanness and from all your idols I will cleanse you and I will give you a new spirit and a new heart I will put within you. And I will remove your heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. This is what God's doing in my life. My shame is losing weight on me and I'm actually excited about what's to come and it feels amazing. I'm on a long process of discovering who I am in Christ and renewing my mind and putting my identity in him. But I've got hope for my future. Thank you so much. Thank you, Chris. You can tell he's a really good speaker. One of the things he does at the center that I forgot to mention is he's also the TA, so he's a teacher's assistant, and uh, he helps the students. Well, the students have to memorize scripture, so they usually go over the scripture with Chris. So I would like to close by talking to you all about the Journey program. The journey, the journey program is a passionate and determined group of supporters who faithfully give monthly and or annually to help fund Teen Challenge Canada's life-changing ministry. These reoccurring gifts provide financial support and stability to the ministry as we aim to help those who come to us seeking freedom from addiction at our nine centres across five provinces. We are a non-profit Recovery Center, we receive no government funding, so we need your support through a monthly gift, the Journey Program. If you can do 10, 20, 40, or $40 a month, that would be a wonderful gift to someone that needs your support. You can also do a one-time gift or an annual reoccurring gift. So please join the Journey today. Come talk to Chris, Joshua, or myself, um, we're at the table and we have a basket there.
You can go to the, <clears throat> go to the next one. So this is uh, some contact information. We have that in our uh, pamphlets. Next one. So this is another area that you can help us is through prayer, sponsorship, one-time gift, or participate and volunteer at the center. This is uh, from a former graduate, Joel Griffin. Teen Challenge is far more than a drug and alcohol rehabilitation center. It's a place for true healing. So thank you. This, that's the end of uh, our presentation. Thank you so much for your, uh, allowing us to be here today.